This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D I E T Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Up and go do something else. <laughs> we like spinach. We do. We like spinach. And we actually have three different spinach dishes to share with you today. And I, I venture to guess that one of them will work for your palate. Yes. Like you love spinach. I think so. But I don't know. If people listen to our show, don't they already probably love spinach? They're that kind of I think I think they do. Intolerable person. I think, I think that I feel instinctively like I have to sell spinach because that's what like most magazines would do. That's right. But I think our readers are like a post magazine crowd. And they're, they're reading us right the now by which, by which I mean listening. <laughs> um, uh, oh, boy. If, if I had a nickel for every magazine article that said, you know, the, even for people who hate X, they're going to love this. Yeah. Um, I if, would have a lot. Of, I would have a money bin of nickels. You would also have a lot of money if you had a nickel for every time I had said reader when I meant listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wish I had a lot of nickels. <laughs> okay, so, okay so. Um, so spinach. What do you like to eat spinach-wise? I mean, unless unless you want to start by like going back in time to any any traumatic childhood spinach memories, but I don't really have any. Well, actually, I have a really positive childhood. Oh, please, spinach memory. So, growing up, um, whenever my family would have what we called breakfast for dinner, it wasn't like pancakes or waffles or I don't know. Did you guys ever have breakfast for dinner? Absolutely, but it never involved spinach. That's why it was called <laughs> breakfast for dinner. Okay, well, somehow my mother called this. What I'm about to describe, breakfast for dinner. She would either steam or saute some spinach, and then she would put on top of it a fried egg and then some um, shredded sharp cheddar cheese on top of that. Oh, that sounds really good. Really delicious, right? So that was our version of breakfast for dinner, and I grew up loving it. See, what I thought you were going to say, and sorry, I'm chewing spinach here, um, was uh, I thought you were going to talk about Joe's Special. Do you know Joe's Special? No. Um, I believe I believe it's like scrambled eggs with ground beef and spinach. Oh, I bet that's great. Um, I, I don't think I've ever had it, but I've heard of it, and it sounds good. It does sound good. So I've always really liked spinach, and I've always kept it pretty simple. Um, I saute it either in a little bit of butter or olive oil. Sometimes I'll make a soup out of it with green sure. garlic, like Ooh, a, that a pureed good. soup. That's pretty good. And then, of course, using it in other things. Like, there's this great recipe um, in the Zuni Cafe cookbook for a dish called a panade that's like a savory <sighs> bread pudding. I've made that, yes. Okay, so it calls for chard, I think. You could also use spinach in that. But it, in oh, all these like cases... like chunks of crust, of crispy, yeah. like cubes of bread on yeah. top. Yeah, yeah. 
But anyway, uh, in all these cases, you know, it's the spinach is, is pretty simple. Whereas you're doing some kind of cool stuff with spinach here today. But it's not it's not complicated. And can I just make a confession? Like I'm kind of scared of cooking spinach. Um, really? I feel like I, I feel like spinach is hard to get right, and and I'm dissatisfied with my spinach much what, of the time. What do you think you're doing wrong? Let's let's uh, delve into your. I don't know. Problems. I mean, sometimes sometimes it's watery, and sometimes it's dry and grainy and chalky, and uh, and sometimes it's just creamy and just right. And I don't know what what I'm doing different. Um, can I be on someone else's show that knows something about spinach? <laughs> I was going to say I don't think I'm the, the woman to answer these things for you. Maybe we should both be on somebody else's show about spinach. Yeah, if anybody knows of a good spinach <laughs> podcast or spinach psychologist, yeah. let us know. Contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Anyway, uh, but but the things I made today, I, I'm pretty happy with both of them. Okay, well we'll talk about them a bit yeah. later. First, I want to talk about how do you buy spinach? I want to I want to have a, a mini spinach rant here because oh, I boy. feel like. Spinach is really delicate, and every time I go to buy spinach, even in like a farmer's market context, it's always sort of banged up and unappealing in ways that I don't think affect the flavor at all, but there's there's always, you know, it's like bunched really tight, and it looks like it's in pain. I totally agree, and I feel like, you know, with spinach too, that... that that stuff's dirty. So it's like, you're going to have to bring it home. You're already going to subject it to the trauma of being washed at least a couple times, right? Right. To get all the sand out of there. So yeah, I I agree with you. I I don't like it when I go into a market, even a farmer's market and find that it's looking pretty bruised just from being bunched up. Now, on the other hand, I do find it really satisfying to fill a big bowl with, with water and put those dirty, dirty spinach leaves in there and dirty, swish them around. Dirty, and, dirty, dirty that's spinach right. leaves. And, and have the the, uh, the sand and muck collect on the bottom of the bowl. That is really fun. I thought you were going to segue into something about spanking. Dirty, dirty spinach leaves. <laughs> do you ever buy frozen spinach? Uh, I do. Um, I There's this recipe I make from Lynn Rosetto Casper's second cookbook, The Italian Country Table, that is... Uh, it's these chicken meatballs um, that are it's it's chicken uh, ground up with spinach mm-hmm. um, and uh, and served with a sweet and sour sauce and they're really great and she calls for frozen spinach and uh, it's such an involved recipe I would definitely not want to add in the uh, uh, the work of, of cleaning and blanching spinach to it so frozen spinach works perfectly there. I like frozen spinach. I like frozen spinach for a a, a recipe that I make that's similarly complicated to these meatballs you're talking about. I use it in my Thanksgiving stuffing. Oh, yeah. um, Which, you know, stuffing has a lot of stuff going on with it. So the last thing I want to be doing is is starting from scratch with those dirty, dirty spinach leaves. Right. So, I mean, frozen spinach, I think it's right for anything like that where the spinach is is playing a supporting role. I think for for the things we made today, probably frozen spinach would not have been the best choice. Yeah, frozen spinach I find has has sort of that that spinach flavor that I think if you ever ate spinach in a school cafeteria. Yeah. It's that spinach flavor, that like kind of tired verging on dirty sock flavor. <laughs> Dirty, dirty socks. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do like, I think we talked about this back in our winter squash episode, but uh, same deal that the uh, the frozen spinach you get in the box that when it comes out uh, shaped perfectly like a box. And, uh, it's very and it, satisfying. Yeah, it's so pretty. You don't want it. You don't even want it uh, so thawed out. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting here right now noticing that I can't stop like running my tongue over my teeth because my mouth feels 
terrible after the spinach. <laughs> it's going to feel dirty. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I uh, I was thinking about that before before we started, like uh, with enough foresight to go on Wikipedia, and I, apparently it's like oxalic acid crystals or something um, coating your teeth. And that, those same crystals are also in rhubarb. Yes, probably much more of them because uh, rhubarb leaves are dangerous to eat, and spinach probably not. But it is, uh, you know, is there any way that I can avoid this nasty mouthfeel here? Because, you know, spinach is supposed to be so healthy, yet I have to say, I wind up coming away from it with the same coating on my teeth that I do when I drink a Coke. It It feels the same way. It feels like you've been slimed Ghostbusters style. (laughs) It does. It does. I, I think probably the stuff that does that gets diluted when you boil the spinach. And, and then drained off uh, to some extent. Uh-huh. And so I think if you're just like sauteing the spinach and serving it in its own juices, it's going to be more astringent and more tooth coating. But then also I more find if you put... tooth coating, that yeah. sounds delicious. Uh, it, it sounds like... Remember disclosing tablets? I feel like we might have talked what? about this before. No, I don't... I, the, the things tablets? at the dentist that show you where you're missing the plaque when you brush... I remember as a kid going to the pediatric dentist and having to swish with this really terrible tasting bright colored liquid that would stain my teeth. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like they could just use spinach instead of those things. Okay. And uh, and because you know when you haven't brushed off the spinach residue. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm feeling it. So so what about baby spinach? How how do you feel about this compared to adult spinach? So... You know, I've got to say, I- I'm often tempted to buy baby spinach because it uh, it gets around the the dirty, dirty, bruised spinach issue. Oh yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't have as much stem either. It's mm-hmm. so convenient, but so convenient. However, it really, um, it, no matter what I'm doing with it, whether I'm uh, sautéing it or blanching it or using it in a bigger recipe, it sort of disappears to this kind of like silky, slippery nothing. Yeah, it's there's there's it's like real babies versus grown up humans. Yeah, you know, the babies just don't have much flavor or personality. Wow, <laughs> harsh baby hating Matthew Amster Burton. Yeah, have you have you read my book? Um, I I hate babies. <clears throat> um, I let my baby go hungry. Is right. That yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah that's I what let your my book monk, is Yeah, that, that's that's the that explains the title of my book. Yeah, I forgot to feed the baby for six weeks, and like I don't know, it seemed okay. Um, we're gonna cut this part. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay. So, so wait a minute. So, so baby spinach. Um, it's it's usually sold in one of those shelf stable salad packets. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so it's clearly triple washed. Triple. Yes, exactly. Nitrogen filled. Uh, it's clearly designed to be used as a salad green. I have never been too excited about spinach as a salad oh, green. Oh, I am so glad you brought this up because I am not a big fan of the spinach salad, and I think that. Particularly, um, I, I, you know, it, it was a very sort of chic kind of salad. When? Back in the 90s. Okay. I feel like having a spinach salad. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I feel I, like baby spinach salads with like goat cheese started cropping up on menus everywhere. And then I think that they were sort of adopted in part by kind of ladies who lunch who like to feel like they were having something like healthy but substantial in, right. in their salad. Yeah, I just said it's... ladies who lunch. <laughs> but anyway. Um, That's going to be you. I don't, I don't really like raw spinach. I, I don't either. I, it's spongy. 
It's spongy. Um, I don't think it's as tasty as other things you would put in a salad, other greens you would put in a salad. And then it makes my teeth feel funky. For Like for the rest of the day. Is it worth it? It's not worth it's it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Um, wow, we're starting I to sound like, like spinach haters. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. Like this is, this is our anti-spinach episode. But no, but then maybe this is a perfect time to talk about the things we, the delicious things we made with spinach. Okay. Why don't you start by telling us about one of yours? Okay. Oh, yeah. You want to, you want to like bracket it? So oh, like, yeah. Let's do. Because I made two things. Uh, okay. So the first thing I made um, is uh, uh, both of my things are Japanese. The first one is called Ohitashi, and it is uh, blanched spinach seasoned with dashi, which is Japanese broth, uh, soy sauce, and uh, a tiny bit of sugar or possibly mirin. I need to look it up. And uh, and then chilled uh, in the in the dressing um, so that it kind of permeates, and then topped with uh, really tasty. fish flakes. Mm-hmm. I think you mean bonito. Bonito flakes. I feel like you're trying to dumb this recipe down. Yeah, Matthew? you just you just put in some Kikaman <laughs> and top it with some fish flakes. Anyway, um, it's really delicious. I feel like it. It's very fully flavored, but you can still taste the spinach. Yeah, it's it's subtle for sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyway, it's really nice. I like it. Um, the dish that I made today is a recipe that I got out of uh, Bon Appetit sometime last year. And I made it for the first time at Christmas. It was part of an article about Fergus Henderson, uh, the chef of St. John in London. Oh, so it's spinach with a big chunk of bone marrow on top, Exactly. Right? That would be Fergus Henderson style. Um, no, he calls this spinach gunge. Didn't we have an apple variety that was called hunge yes, or something yes. like that? Well, this is its cousin, spinach gunge. I know the word gunge from uh, from the movie uh, uh, Bridget Jones's Diary. Well, is it so? It I get the feeling that he's using it to describe like almost like a texture, like it's like a spinach goo. Yeah, I spinach. think it means like goo. Yeah. So anyway, he calls it spinach gunge, and the editors at Bon Appetit decided to keep that name. It's basically creamed spinach. You, um, you know, you sort of wilt some spinach in butter, and then you add Parmesan cheese and creme fraiche, a little bit of mustard, and ziz it all up so it's nice and creamy. Um, I like to add a little bit of lemon at the end. And I have to say, uh, you know, I feel like we've discussed this before, Matthew. Whenever I bring things over <laughs> to your house and cook them here, they never taste as good as they did at my house. Yeah, I... I think that there's something in the water here or I, I put some sort of defensive incantation over my kitchen so yeah, you, no one else can work the magic my spinach guns are screwed up today i think my creme fraiche just wasn't what it should have been i was using some some homemade creme fraiche that i think was not really up to snuff not so fresh it, your creme had that not so fresh feeling <laughs> shut up Anyway, uh, I think it's a great recipe. I really enjoyed it when we made it at Christmas time, and I'm sad that um, that I think I was I was working with some inferior ingredients today. We'll, we'll put the recipe on the website, and uh, and I would love for you creamed spinach fans to try it. Yes, well, that that reminds me, you brought over uh, this bowl of spinach that was the size of uh, President Taft's bathtub. <laughs> yeah. um, and it only had two pounds of spinach right, in it. Right, so that's the thing. <laughs> no, ma- I, I, you know, I know this is like hack material, but it is so true. Like every time I cook spinach, I say, boy, I, uh, it seemed like I was starting out with a lot of spinach, and now I have like a tablespoon of food to serve. Yeah. yeah. It is so crazy how much water there is in spinach. It's like 110% water. It is ridiculous. 
so tell us about this last dish, which was real. It's really fascinating. I've never tasted anything quite like it. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, <laughs> I guess you didn't say it was good, but uh, I mean, it's really it's, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, got, it's got a great personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, okay, so this one is spinach. Uh, this spinach is what you might call a butterface. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only heard that term first recently, and it's so mean and so funny. It's so mean. Um, so this is uh, this is spinach goma ae. Um, that's uh, the the last word like there it's, is. It's Japanese for gunge. Yeah, it kind of. It's uh, it is starts with blanched spinach, just the same as my other recipe. But this time, it is dressed with a super intense dressing of, uh, I mean, really a paste, perhaps a gunge, uh, <laughs> of um, toasted and then ground sesame seeds. Uh, soy sauce, sugar, sake, and mirin. So this one is supposed to be really flavorful and intense. And, uh, and I think it came out really nice. Um, it, it's probably the thing I make most often when I have spinach. And uh, sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not. Well, um, today it was delicious. Thank you. Mm. I'm going to have another bite. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so try try our recipes. Uh, at at uh, worst case scenario, it's gunge. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is there anything else we need to say about spinach today? No, I don't think there is anything else we need to say about spinach. Um, but but I did want to say something about uh, about something unrelated to spinach. Well, I mean, sort of related to spinach, um, uh, which is uh, if you like our show, uh, why don't you tell your friends about it? Yeah. You know, we, we would like this show to grow. Uh, we, we work fairly hard to make it. Uh, we worked really hard on our spinach dishes. Oh today. yeah, you should see my kitchen. It is it is a disaster. It is a complete disaster. I am not looking forward to what comes next, which is a lot which of is cleaning. you cleaning it up, right? <laughs> anyway, so you can you can tell your friends on Twitter to check out the show. You can tell your friends on Facebook. You can tell your friends in person. Help us spread the word. You can you can invite you can you can go over to your neighbors and borrow a cup of sugar and say, by the way, I have some uh, some evangelical materials for you about this podcast, <laughs> and also about the uh, the fertility church of Santa Maria, Is that it? fertility Baptist, fertility Baptist church, church of Santa Maria. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, if you haven't listened, yeah, to I've the... got some of those flyers with Sasha's face on them. <laughs> <laughs> I never used to like chicken. If you haven't heard our utensil episode, you do not know what we are talking about uh okay so go listen to the utensil episode tell your friends about the show uh come find our spinach recipes at spilledmilkpodcast.com and uh like us on facebook at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast and until next time thank you for listening to spilled milk the show that leaves a weird chalky residue on your brain for days (laughs) i'm molly weisenberg and i'm matthew amsterburton No, I'm glad we didn't mention Popeye. Me too. See no. how I just let that lie? I, did, I didn't take it anywhere. Um, yeah, thank you. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 